0: In this portion of Numbers, Moses uh, has some of the spirit that the Lord has given on Moses to preach and teach is put on some of the other elders of the congregation. A bunch of them actually stopped doing their job, and a couple of others who were not there at the uh, the dividing of the spirit continue to prophesy, and uh, they express concern that they shouldn't be doing that. But Moses points out that we're all of God's people prophets that all could teach and preach the word of God. Moses went out and told the people the words of the Lord. And he gathered 70 men of the elders of the people and placed them around the tent. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to him and took some of the spirit that was on him and put it on the 70 elders. And as soon as the spirit rested on them, they prophesied. But they did not continue doing it. Now two men remained in the camp, not one named Eldad and the other named Medad. And the Spirit rested on them. They were among those registered, but they had not gone out to the tent, and so they prophesied in the camp. And a young man ran and told Moses, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. And Joshua the son of Nun, the assistant of Moses from his youth, said, My Lord Moses, stop them. But Moses said to him, Are you jealous for my sake? Would that all the Lord's people were prophets, and that the Lord would put his spirit on them. And Moses and the elders of Israel returned to the camp. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second reading for today comes to us from the book of Acts chapter 2. This is the account of that Pentecost where all the different people had gathered and the spirit came upon them Pontus and Asia, Phyrega and Pamphylia, Egypt and parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians. We hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others mocking said, They are filled with new wine." and magnificent day. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please rise as we hear from the gospel. The Holy Gospel, according to Saint John the seventh chapter, glory to you, O Lord. Jesus is reminding the people and his disciples that he will always be with them and that eventually the Spirit will come to them and fill them and allow them to continue to do his ministry. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive, for as yet the Spirit had not been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace, mercy, and peace be to each and every one of you through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Humans have a tendency that uh, so often gets us into trouble to categorize each other. We like to come up with labels that help us uh, paint broad brushes over a whole lot of different people. Even though we know that every human being is a unique creation, we like to make these broad generalizations to better compartmentalize the people around us. We use labels like upper, middle, and lower class, or maybe rich or poor, urban and rural, sick and healthy. We especially get into trouble when we start categorizing those who simply look different than us, or speak different than us, or are from a different country or city than us. Or those who look at the world differently, we say things like liberal and conservative, we want to fit everybody into these boxes when, in fact, we ourselves know we are more complex than these labels that others would put on us. We know that the people we tend to label also are more complex. and We still fall into this habit, no matter how hard we try to not judge a book by its cover. Because in the same way that it's easier to think of a forest instead of each individual tree, it's easier to think of humanity as a mass rather than each individual person. Perhaps it's just because we don't have quite the ability to think of every person individually. Now today, as you heard from Luke's account of the Pentecost and his writing of the Acts of the Apostles, He listed off these whole groups of people. Perhaps you even tuned me out as I was uh, speaking through all these different places people were from. It was the the, the Pentecost and all these uh, Jews from different areas of the world. They were uh, Parthenians and Medes and Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Byrega and Pamphylia, Egypt and parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, Visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians. All these different groups of people were in one place, and as it sounds, they all were speaking different languages, they all had different experiences, they all probably looked different. They even most likely had stereotypes about people from Arabia or people from Crete or people from Egypt. Oh, we don't associate with people from there. I'm sure there was a lot of that going on. Because we, as a people, are no different than we used to be. We still make generalizations. We still put people in boxes and label them. But what we see in the Pentecost event is that all these different people, from all these different places, all these different languages, all these different pasts, all these different experiences, receive the same thing. It says this, there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound, the multitude came together and were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished. And it says, we are hearing them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. I'm sure there were old animosities between these groups. I'm sure there were differences, as there are even among us. Sometimes, as we grow up, we might think of people from a certain family in town. Well, they are this kind of people, and that's how they're always going to act. We don't associate with them. Or perhaps we get labeled that way. We get put upon as this The people who we know how you're going to act. Like the student who is new to a classroom and the teacher says, I've heard about you. People make these generalizations. But the Pentecost event is a unifying moment. It's a moment where God sends his Holy Spirit and by doing so, cuts through all the barriers between people. He cuts through all the differences that we perceive about each other, the different groups, the different languages, the different nationalities, different experiences, all of them receive the same gift. The gift of the Holy Spirit. And what does the Holy Spirit do? It enlivens and builds and creates faith, within the hearts of the hearers and that faith is the tool by which we cling to the cross it's the tool by which we cling to the salvation the saving, the redemption purchased and won by the blood of Christ while we may be guilty of overgeneralizing or making arbitrary categories to put people in, I'm sure we've been victims of that as well. We get labeled because of our past. We get labeled about what is known about us. And it may feel impossible to shape that label. Maybe a label that others think about us, or maybe even what you think about yourself. Maybe you think that you're unlovable. Or something you've done in the past is so unforgivable, God could never forgive you. That's the beauty of the Pentecost. The Pentecost cuts across all these barriers and gives us the same gift regardless of where we're from, regardless of what our past might be, regardless of where we are, and regardless of where we're going. The gospel of Christ is presented through his spirit so that we have the hope and the knowledge and the faith and the joy Of knowing salvation is ours. Forgiveness is ours. Redemption is ours. It's completely removed from our nationality, our language. Completely removed from our past. Completely removed from even our present and our future. No matter what categories or labels people want to put on us the thing that is most important that has been placed on us is the blood of Christ that has covered us, forgiven us. That regardless of where we've been, we know exactly where we are going. We are going into eternal life. And because of that faith that the Holy Spirit has placed in our hearts, we can cling to the wondrous gifts of life, forgiveness, and redemption that Christ won for us from the cross. So it's not about what categories we've been placed in, but it's about what has been accomplished for us. The purchasing of each one of us by the blood of Christ, making us his people now and forever. Amen. May the peace of God that surpasses all human understanding guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.